The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 65. It's not as monumental as 64, but 65 nonetheless. Wait, is it? Can I get my AARP card now? Uh, Maybe. I mean, because I I know that once upon a time, 65 was the retirement age, but that's a dream long gone. Holy shit, is it ever? Holy crap. Yeah, so your fantasy crushing hosts of the day are Chris and? Savannah. Yeah, that's right. We're not retiring when we're 65. We're definitely not retiring at episode 65. We're, we can't do that yet. We haven't even made a million dollars. Right. And we haven't even reviewed a Taylor Swift album yet. So one day. Yeah. As soon as we get a Spotify exclusive contract, we'll do Taylor Swift and then we'll be done forever. That'll be it. That'll be the last one. Last for all. But until then, we got a lot more albums and a lot more music to cover. So, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for hanging out with us today and being part of, like, helping us build our musical community that you know that we're always trying to build. We've been doing it since the beginning, still doing it now, and probably still going to do it in the future, even when we get that Spotify exclusive contract. (laughs) Or at least I'd like to think so. And watch out, Joe Rogan. So if you want to help support the show and get us to that million dollar contract, I, I, I don't know how many more times I'm going to say that. Probably not many. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to support the show, regardless, there's many free ways of doing it. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow, all of those things. Free to do, easy to do, and you can do it like right, literally right now. And yeah. it won't cost you a thing except maybe one or two seconds of your time. I know time's precious, but two seconds. Come on now. Yeah, exactly. Come on. It takes you longer. It, I was going to say, it takes you longer to pour a cup of coffee. So, I mean, come on. You know what? That's actually true. And instead of that coffee, you should subscribe and rate and go to Kofi.com slash rate the record. Cool. You're not even letting me do my thing anymore. You're just taking over. Go ahead. Do the rest. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, doing hosting uh, uh, you could um, donate any monetary value you wish. Uh, no obligation. These shows are still going to be free. Um, you could join the RTR club where you get, uh, how much does that cost of, I think $5 if I've been listening to you appropriately, um, look at it and, uh, what do you get? Like what's, what was incentives? Uh, sometimes we'll do like EP reviews. Um, if you have a album or song or anything that you'd like us to review, we will. Um, and, we will release sort of behind the scenes things like our bullshit banter before and after our shows. You forgot a couple of things. I probably. <laughs> I, was, I was anticipating having to do the whole thing. But you're the one who decided to jump in with the Kofi, uh, the splash there. I was going to get into that because, yes, as as she kind of mentioned there, all of that at Kofi.com slash rate the record there are. You can join the RTR Club five bucks a month. You can also just do one off if you want to. That's fine. And as you said, we will review a song if you want to. We'll give you a yeah. shout out and put your name at the uh, title card. Oh or whatever yeah, like that. that. We do have our Don't behind the scenes that. content. We have like pre show stuff now, but we're yeah. also trying to figure out what to do with that pre show. So by all means, if you join the RTR Club, you can actually help us out and tell us what you want to see because we honestly don't know what to do. Yeah, and if you want us to shut up, we will. Yeah, if you want like a like a ten minute pre show video of us just staring at the screen doing nothing, like checking email or something like that, then by all means, we'll do it. As Definitely. long as you're paying. 
But hey, guess what? All of that stuff, like, because you can like, like, comment, share, blah, 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 whatever, stuff like that, listen to wherever you want. YouTube, audio, social media, all that found at ratetherecord.ca. The Kofi link is also at ratetherecord.ca, so you can check that out. But guess what? There's a couple more things on ratetherecord.ca as well. There is the album request link, which is also found down in the description below, but wherever it's convenient for you to check it out. You want to hear an album, you got an idea for something, by all means, please send in your request. We could definitely look into it. We just did uh, one last week for Sloan's Twice Removed, so you can go check out that episode if you haven't. And we got more requests coming too, so make sure you're getting into that lineup. And speaking of albums, we also do album giveaways. And guess what? By the time this episode releases in February, we just gave away Radiohead's OK Computer. Congratulations to Thomas, who actually ended up winning that album. It's been shipped out, and uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be there in the next like handful of days. It takes like seven to ten days, whatever. Nice. He's, in the, he's in the United States, so I mean, it's going to take nice. a little bit. Congratulations, and thank you for entering. Exactly. And if you've entered the last contest and didn't win, don't worry, because now we're giving away Primus's Sailing the Seas of Cheese. Editor's note, we are not giving away Primus's Sailing the Seas of Cheese. Apparently that vinyl and many other Primus vinyls are very hard to get right now. So instead, we're giving away Nirvana's Nevermind for February 2023. Just keep that in mind going forward. Okay, back to the show. For February 2023, so make sure if you want that album... Throw your name in there and good luck to you and we'll draw on the 28th. Remember, February is a shorter month, so you have a few less days to actually enter the contest. Mm-hmm. As long as we got that out there properly. But yes, all that found, everything I just mentioned before and Savannah kind of mentioned too. Rate the record.ca. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. Yay. I, I'm doing my best. So usually I'm the host of the show and I get up through all that. And I mean, if you've been here before, you already know that. So if you've been here before, welcome back to the show. Always glad to have familiar faces and everything like that. Familiar ears, eyes whatever you're using to absorb this episode with. Thank you for coming back. I've always appreciated 65 episodes later and you're still here. But if you're new to the show, then you probably don't know that Savannah doesn't do the hosting stuff because I'm clearly better at it. So hello, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. And uh, yeah, she looks all baffled because that's just her, that's her gimmick now. Anyways, yes. Uh, so you probably don't know what we do on the show here, so let me just run it down for you real quick. Each week, Savannah and I will choose an album, uh, be it completely at random, like today's choice is mine, so we will get into that in a moment, or sometimes an album celebrating anniversary, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 years, it doesn't really matter, we will take a look at it. And as mentioned, we do request albums as well. You could have your album on the show, so again, check out that link. Regardless, we will discuss an album from front to back, we'll rank the songs, and then we rate the, the record. record we will rate the record Boom, like yes. the name of the show rate the record thank you for the clarification you're welcome see, you see I you're felt good like for something i i felt well i'd like to think that i'm the looks and you're the tbd to be determined that's fine because that means i have enough time to build up whatever the hell i need <laughs> it is i need to be oh shit i have to uphold my looks all right i really pigeonholed my my uh myself there Crap. yeah and the weirdest part is you're not starting today anyways it's episode 65 <laughs> i walked right into that one right into that fucking oh my god. brick wall <laughs> oh my god okay i am like 10 percent offended 90 percent impressed so okay oh the fact that it's oh yeah just i had to like it came oh up out of nowhere it's like i gotta use this all right let's just move on let's just start the damn show Let's do it. It's episode 65, and as I said, I chose the album today. Today, we are checking out, I think, the first hip-hop album we've checked out since, I don't even remember when at this point, the Beastie Boys? Um, no, Saul Williams. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's been nearly a year. Holy shit. Episode 65, yeah. we're looking at Death Grips and their debut studio album, The Money Store. Yes, they had an album before this, but it was like a mixtape. It wasn't a, a studio album, so this is their debut studio album. 
Uh, so there's a good chance that a lot of people out there, I mean, if you're here specifically because you saw Death Grips in the title, chances are you already know all about them and everything they do. But there's also people who don't know and they're just curious. So let me tell you a little bit about them. So Death Grips is an experimental hip hop band out of Sacramento, California. They formed in 2010 and consists of vocalist Stefan Burnett, uh, also known as MC Ride, Andy Morin on keys and samples, and Zach Hill on drums and percussion. And they're all technically producers too, so they just kind of all have a, a hand in that. The band's been known to incorporate many different styles into their sound and albums across the last decade, including industrial, punk, electronic, noise, and more. People are com- people more commonly refer to their style as industrial hip hop. I've also done that too, and I, you can mm-hmm. definitely hear it in their sound too. So that's yeah. kind of why it just makes sense. But it's just hard to pin down one proper title for their sound. The band is notorious for being very cryptic and spontaneous with both social media and music releases. So you really only know if something releases by watching their social media or keeping an eye out on the fan base because there are some people who can just like decrypt it very easily. But if you ask me to, I wouldn't know until like it came out 10 days ago. Oh, jeez, That sucks for people who miss it. Yeah, it, it, because but because of the fan base, like it's it's hard to miss sometimes. Yeah, fair. <clears throat> Especially if you watch like Anthony Fantano, he's he's on top of it. <laughs> uh, they initially released their first mixtape, Ex Military, as previously mentioned, back in 2011, followed by their debut studio album a year later after signing with Epic Records in February 2012, which is today's pick, The Money Store. They were originally signed and dropped by Epic Records in the same year because they leaked their second studio album, No Love Deep Web, which violated their contract. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, they just perfectly did it because they leaked it due to the label not confirming a release date before the end of 2013, or before 2013, I should say. So they just said, fuck it, here it is. And yeah. label didn't like that. Yeah, but they probably took their fan base with them. So, I mean, the label oh, really did, lost. Yes. Yeah. Dang. They only exploded from there. And uh, fun, although it's not today's album, I just want to say fun fact. Uh, if anyone's seen the album cover of No Love Deep Web, yes, it is just literally a picture of Zach Hill's erect penis. Sweet. There's a censored version with a black bar and a, a pixelated version, but there's the uncensored one where if you look at his penis, it says No Love Deep Web written in marker on it. Good times. Sweet. I just wanted to bring that up because I, I think it's funny. When I found that out, I was like, okay, then. Sweet. Glad you like it. Alrighty then, so Death Grips has received wide critical and fan acclaim and praise for their forward-thinking and unorthodox style of hip-hop writing and production. With that said, we look at their debut album, The Money Store, and it's the band's debut solo album, as I just said. It was released on April 24th, 2012, but was leaked 10 days prior and sold by the band at at Coachella Performance on April 20th, so again, they don't give a shit about record label releases, it's just like, fuck it, here it is. As I said, they just drop it out of nowhere. Just a way to get their shit made. And this album was actually announced uh, alongside their second album, No Love Deep Web, which released later on in 2012, or leak later on in 2012. Yeah. It was released through Epic Records, quote-unquote, and produced by the band themselves. Uh, the album received a lot of positive attention by critics. All Music, our good friends over there, gave it a solid 5 out of 5. They love this album. It sits with an 81 on Metacritic. MSM Music gave it an A-, minus. so there you go with the lettering tier. That's close to our hearts right there. Mojo and, Keith both, uh, Mojo and Q both gave it a 4 out of 5 stars. Pitchfork gave it an 8.7 out of 10, and many more. Many publications, including All Music, BBC Music, Consequence of Sound, Metacritic, Pitchfork, and Spin, and many more than that, all charted the album on their Best Albums of 2012 list, uh, where The Skinny, being one of those publications, placed it as their number one. 
The album found its way onto five different U.S. charts, including number three on the Heat Seekers chart, number 14 on the Rap charts, and number 24 on the Alternative Album chart. So it really just kind of crossed boundaries there. The album has five singles altogether, Blackjack, Get Got, The Fever, I've Seen Footage, Hustle Bones, and Double Helix. Three, four, five, six singles. My bad. Sounds, sounds like six. I learned right. to count, but I forgot to count a long time It's It's almost ago. half the record are singles. I think we've dealt tracks. with albums like this before. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember yeah. which ones, but some of them definitely had like the majority of the albums just singles. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty then, with all of that out of the way, I guess it's time to just actually jump in and talk about this damn thing. So let's do it. We'll start with song number one, Get Got. Get, 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 got, 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 got. <laughs> I'm I so don't curious know. to know what you think about this album. I'm so fucking... Like, uh, should I wait to the very end or should I just straight up say how I felt about the whole thing now? No, later. Because <clears throat> I, I will tell everyone uh, real quick, I, di- uh, I told Savannah last week when we were like after we finished the recording Sloan episode, this album I didn't think was going to be middle of the road for you. Either you're either going to love it for how weird and different it is, or you're going to hate it for how weird and different it is. And now mm-hmm. I finally get to find out. And I, I don't know, by your body language alone, I'm kind of getting some ideas. Sorry, am I sitting up and farther away from the, uh, the, the camera than I normally do? Because I definitely <laughs> feel like it. Um, so I'm starting to think that if I have to let like a song or an album grow on me, that perhaps maybe I just don't like it. Um, so that was my first thought when listening to this. Uh, although every subsequent listen, just naturally, I think because it is so chaotic and I'm definitely going to use that word again. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect, but you know, when you kind of like when you walk or drive the same route, you kind of see these uh, landmarks and the drive doesn't seem nearly as long. That's kind of how I felt listening to this, where I kind of knew what to expect because I was listening to it a couple of times. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, still not my favorite thing. Um, and I felt like there were some parts where the vocals don't match up with the music. And the it's, it felt like the vocal track was recorded for like a completely different song and that they just sort of pieced it together and that's where i feel the chaos comes in it could be because it, they really took a, an unorthodox approach to the production as mentioned earlier in the description everything like that mm-hmm. uh yeah like this is a, like a really weird album to have to start into like i've i've listened to scripts for a little while and like i've i think money store is among one of my favorite death grip albums so i mean that tells you at least how much i think about it also i chose the damn thing um for this song though like it's not that I don't like it. It's just like I, I've never really truly gotten into it. But like I do really like the hook to open up the track, though, because it's like it's just the way it's worded and the, the flow of it kind of like makes it a bit of an earworm. So I think that's like mm-hmm. really interesting the way that's done. Um, and I like how certain parts of the track feel faster than others, despite it kind of like all having the same tempo. It gives it like different energy as it progresses. So like, I don't know, there's already like a lot to take in from this like first track alone. Yeah. I definitely agree. And maybe the sort of illusion of the music speeding up, it might kind of knock it out of time with the vocals. So that might be why it kind of seems a little odd and shaky to me. Although there are a couple more tracks coming up that it kind of feels the same where one's in one time signature, one's in another, and it's all kind of all over. I would, yeah, you're, oh my God, your camera's, I can't, my and camera's you're going blurry. The- oh my God, I'm losing you. 
Yeah, I have Audio not changed listeners, this thing. I, I think uh, Savannah's webcam is a huge Death Grips fan and is like absolutely just hating it's you raving. It is raving. Yeah, oh, well. you, you fly, severe flashing lights. It just went super blurry for a minute there. <laughs> That's okay. I just won't talk with my hands in camera. So, but anyways, sorry. Continue on, please. Oh, I've, I've, I was want to make sure you were done like with your notes and everything too. Um, I don't really have too much uh, aside from. I know that I've said this in other sort of like albums um, that I don't really know how to describe the sounds I hear because I can't go, oh yeah, that bloop sounded great. That bleep right there really fit in. So it's kind of a little more difficult because when bands or, or genres like this imitate other instruments with other instruments, I have no idea what the hell I'm actually listening to. Um, but that's, that's, pretty it i'm still unsure what to think about this week's choice well and also song I mean, in a lot of the songs are like you, most of them are like less than three minutes so i mean like yes. you kind of like get yes. in and out pretty quickly with most things like this is a 41 minute album that doesn't feel 41 minutes long i don't know yeah i think the longest song is like the last one hacker it's like four four, four and, and a half, half minutes or something like that so, yeah yeah um, looping back for a minute when you're talking about like uh, the tempo and everything like that and just like yep. the singing on, the rapping on top of it um I, I would be willing, I don't know this for certain, but I'd be willing to believe that at least when MC Ride is like when Ride's doing his vocals, maybe he, I, can, I can only imagine he's probably not using a click track. He might not even be doing multiple takes. Like he's like, you can hear dual vocals because he's like doing two different takes just to layer them on top of each other. But I don't mm -hmm. think he does multiple takes to try to get the best one. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't think he's using a click track either. So like whatever beat he hears in his headphones is the one he's going to. So maybe that's why it sounds slightly off. Okay. But I, I do like that kind of like raw style of it though. And because it's consistent in the album, it's not one of those things like, oh, they made a mistake in this song and everything else sounds yeah. great. It's like, it's like, no, they like, this is clearly on purpose. And yeah. so I kind of appreciate that. You, you definitely hit the nail on the head. It is consistent through the album. <laughs> It is. It really is. See, when I choose albums, sometimes I get an idea for how you'll feel about them. But when I choose ones like this, I'm just like, this is going to be nuts. I can't wait to know you're. It's like this. Like this happened back in like when we did Daughters in episode two. Like, I like I didn't know like what kind of music you were into completely at that time and everything like that. So like I was like, this yeah. is going to be a really chaotic album. I'm very uh, like I'm very curious to know what you're going to think about it. That's definitely one that I'd like to redux because I think I'd have a, a more of an appreciation for it after all of the things that I've got to listen to from then to now. So, or in the interim, rather. I mean, if you so. really want to do that, then uh, we could talk about it. That's not, not that's not an entire episode. That's just like like a few minutes of you tell, talking about why you would want to uh, yeah. uh, change your score. Yeah. Um, all I ever really have to say about the song, uh, other than what I've already said, um, I do like the uh, choppy staccato sequences that kind of like pop up periodically in the track. I think it's like a great texture to throw into the mix, so it kind of gives you a little more. Uh, realistically, I don't know if this was the best opener though, but it's still like very energetic and bouncy. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's kind of my feelings on this one. Uh, I don't have any other feelings. Uh, period. Excellent. No one cared anyway. Number two, <laughs> the fever AA in parentheses. Uh, I've, that's that's twice now. I've just like really swung for the. I'm sorry parentheses. that I took over your hosting duties. It was my my bad to think that maybe I could do something. Shit. Well, 
You you did it without consent. You could have asked beforehand. Yeah. I could have been like, okay, let's see and, what you do. And I also did it terribly. Sorry. Okay, next week you're taking on full hosting duties. Like, absolutely the whole episode. That's really funny that that's not happening. So... The I know that I've mentioned this before in uh, other reviews, but a production choice that I really like is when a song sounds kind of like, I don't know, AM radio analogy. And then as it sort of progresses, it becomes much more clear and more digital sounding. It's like something going from black and white to color. I don't care if I hate the album, hate the song, hate the artist. That production choice will always please me. It just sounds really nice. I like that. So the uh, this track starting that way was nice and got my attention. And um, it unfortunately didn't feel like the song really changed at all in three minutes. Like maybe the vocals and the lyrics may sort of change the song. But just having that sort of moderately steady beat under everything, it didn't change enough for me to really notice it might be like little things but uh the grand scheme to me it just kind of felt a little uh plain i i, I don't know i don't want to say plain because like they got a lot going on but just sort of i don't know flat no, i i think i think yeah. i know what you're getting at but at the same yeah. time like I, I do disagree though because like I, I get it doesn't give you like tons at once or anything like that yeah. to like kind of like change things up but you can definitely tell when like things are kind of turning a little bit like even when you start with the intro like if this like build up and that just kind of goes really hard and i really i i love it i think that sounds great there's like all these like very industrial sounds that kind of work up the atmosphere of the entire track so that's yeah. a lot of fun and like it's just it's, it's interesting how it's essentially built on like uh, like a kick snare kind of groove and it's just kind of good like uh, good at getting the energy started it's pretty simple but then you have like the the uh, drum and bass style drumming that kind of comes in during the verses which i really like i thought that was an excellent touch like it, it really kind of like because it didn't like the drums themselves kind of like lack a bassy tone it still added intensity but it wasn't like just completely punishing in the ears mm-hmm. so i i really like that uh and i mean Ride really brings the intensity with his vocals in this one. So I, I'm finding things that I like about this pretty early on. Uh, I heard, I don't know what this was, but it just, I described it as crystal keys slash synths in the background. I don't know where it is, what the hell it is. I'm sure if you listen to the song, you'll know what I mean. Uh, that sounded nice. Um, they weren't there for a prolonged period, but their appearance was, uh, like frequent enough. Like they'd have a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit there. And, uh, that sounded good. I like that. It kind of added a little bit of, Oh, what's that? Instead of just the, uh, sort of booming drums that are harassing and, uh, violating my ears. Maybe it's maybe it's like the course and everything because like that's when these like maybe. weird kind of wavering synths kind of come in and everything like that. Maybe that's it. I like it sometimes. Uh, I I said it reminded me of Tobacco, and uh, as a reminder, that was one of the artists who was part of Malibu Ken. We did in episode four, mm-hmm. with Tobacco and uh, ASAP Rock. Um, Tobacco's production style that, that's just exactly what it reminded me of. Not that it was, but just like just the style of instrumentals really kind of got me there. And I like Tobacco, so I like that. So I, that yep. on. it does feel strange, though. I will say, in contrast to the verse, like not that it sounds bad, but it's like it feels like two different tracks at that point. Mm-hmm. And so, like as you were kind of saying earlier, you didn't really know where the difference was. I mean, like there's a big difference there. So yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I. uh yeah, I mean, sometimes it be like 
when I start listening to an album, I'm like, what the fuck am I listening to? It like gets maybe four or five tracks in before I become at least cognizant of, oh, this is what they're going for. Because like first couple tracks, I'm like, this just sounds like noise. And I'd listen to the track over and over. And I'm like, yeah, this just sounds like noise. Like maybe you want to redux daughters. Well, yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I can't. It's like liking it's like liking the color green, but only liking specific shades of green. Sure, they're all under the green umbrella, but like if you add just a little bit more blue, that's a perfect shade of green. Take a little blue away. Looks like shit. I so. like the vast majority of purple, so I don't know. I can't relate. <laughs> See, purple only looks good when it barely has any uh, any red in it. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I like see. the vast majority of purple, as I said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what specific. colors are called. I just like I just like when I see things. Yeah, and I I know what I like, and it wasn't that. Well, then, speaking of things I don't like, I don't like the movie Lost Boys. I legitimately don't, but that's a great transition to the next song. Song number three, Lost Boys. I think Lost Boys is actually garbage. The movie is. I don't get the, the appeal of it. That's my mini rant. Uh, never seen it. When I saw the song title, I thought of Duran Duran's what, Wild Boys. Oh, don't yeah, like that yeah. song very much. <laughs> um, also, I thought they were singing Fuck Boys. So <laughs> Fuck Boys. Fuck boys. Yeah. It wasn't until maybe the fourth round. I was like, oh, oh, they're singing the song title. You actual (laughs) title. Imagine that weird. I didn't piece it together. Um, Yeah. It's all kind of feeling like spoken word poetry at an EDM festival on, on a side stage between sets on the main stage. That's really what this was. uh, This was giving me. Um, And my brain just cannot comprehend this. It sounds just erratic. <laughs> That's kind of the point, though. It's supposed to be like a like a big chaotic mess because, it like, was, it was because again, you're you're implementing all these styles and you're going really hard on all of them. So I mean, like, there's no gently introducing anything. Mm-hmm. Like wh- one of my favorite Death Grip song uh, is on an album called The Bottomless Pit, and it's called um, uh, uh, "Giving Bad People Good Ideas," mm-hmm. and it's it's like blast beat the song. It's like super fast chaotic like blast beat punk music that's all it is and it's definitely listen to that oh and it catches you off guard like you hear these like <laughs> soft vocals in the beginning and then just fucking if you have run headphones you might actually jump interesting and then it doesn't stop from there it's just berserk <laughs> from there scary but back to lost boys because we are talking about the money store um I think this has like an excellent like hard halftime beat in this track. I, I fucking love it. it. Sounds fantastic. I just love how grimy everything feels. That, that there's like a digital grime across this entire album, and so I really appreciate things like that. I mean, like if anyone's watched this review, not this particular review, but like our show long enough, you'll know I dig that kind of stuff. I dig the weird. Look, look, look at my fucking shirt. It's like digital glitch art. That's just me. So I thought it was the best thing I could have worn today. <laughs> Um, the course effect on the drum is actually a really good choice. I, it really kind of thickens that layer and like gives it more life. So there's like, again, just more to take in in this track, especially multiple listens. Yeah. I literally have nothing else. Um, I did write, uh, like you answered my question, uh, in the band introduction, but uh, as I'm listening to this, I wrote, did the band sort of carve out their own genre? Because I can't even say if this sounds like anything I know or anything I know of, because it doesn't feel like it does. Like there's nothing in this where I'm like, oh, this little bit sounds like this. Just none of it sounds like something that I'm familiar with or have heard. 
Yeah, and I, I don't even think it's that they necessarily intentionally like looked to create their own genre or anything of this mm-hmm. like that kind of like style. I think they just kind of went hard on whatever the fuck they wanted to do and they just they rolled with it. And that was mm-hmm. it. Here's these really fucking weird beats. Now you can like scream rap over them. Okay, here we go. <laughs> That's why it just kind of reminds me of like uh just like poetry, angry poetry. I could dig it, especially because, again, like people call this industrial hip hop. I like industrial music. I like hip hop. You combine those two. And this is like that weird bastard child right in the middle. Like, I love it. (laughs) Um, And actually, it's funny because this this note could be said for a lot of tracks on this album. But I said, I like how this track uh, has what feels like a harsh psychedelic element in it. Oh, yeah. I may not have caught on to that. Well, maybe it's because, like, not necessarily, like, actual, like, psychedelic, like, music yeah. or anything like that, but just the way it's all produced and, like, la- the, how the layers fit over top of each other and how it transitions to certain tones and everything like that. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of gave that to me. It's like, this is like if you were on a trip, but it's like, this is like the worst possible trip you could be on. You know what? I think I can agree with that. Yeah. But I do indeed like this song, though. I, I mean, Lost Boys is always one, one of those ones that kind of, like, caught my attention on this album. Still just reminds me of the chorus to Wild Boys by Duran Duran, because all I hear is Wild Boys. <laughs> and that's it. So Wild yeah. Boys. Wild Boys. Wild yeah. Boys. Oh God. Yes. Uh Ride's flow is really great in this one too. He's I think he's really good with his flow. I just I like the way it usually suits like the style of music that's going on. It's like smooth and really like really adds like a bounciness to the track though. Smooth mm-hmm. in just the way he delivers it, but like it's still kind of like there on the beat, so it just kinda adds that bit of bounciness to it. I really like it. Uh and then there's like little things too, like the like there's just, like like little things like the super oh, I'm just trying to like rearrange my fucking notes. <laughs> little things like those uh, the super clean like the super clean each each on the lot. Lo- what? Wow. What time was it when I wrote that note? Yeah. <laughs> I'm drunk for you. Sheesh. Oh, okay. I I don't know why it autocorrect if it's supposed to say the word echo. I'm just gonna read this verbatim now since I can't like rate it off the sheet anymore. Uh little things like the super clean echo on the it's such a long way down refrain, it's actually really pleasing on the ears. It's probably one of the cleanest parts of the track. It doesn't have that I, digital grime on it, and so when you just it's such a long way down, down, down. And when that, that word down is like echoing, yeah. Like it, it's super clean and just sounds nice, kind of spreads in a little bit in the headphones. So I don't know. I like things like that. Really appreciate you, it. You're you're definitely uh uh production focused when you listen to this because you say that these little nuances and everything. I'm like, yeah, didn't hear it. Nope, didn't hear it, no idea what you're talking about. Yep. To be fair, I've been listening to this album for a few years now, so like I've I've heard more than once i guess that's true and not fair so i think that i should get uh obligatory five percent added to my score solely for that reason what are you going to say about previous albums we've done where i've listened to it forever and you haven't we can't go back and do those no we're not we're starting right now we are not (laughs) song number four black jack now it's too bad this song is two minutes and 22 seconds because if it was 21 that would have been perfect Oh, ha, 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 yeah. Um, I can actually bob my head to this one. This one's all right. Um, there seems to be a lot of maxed out beats and subtle panning. Not 100% sure what I meant about maxed out beats. Maybe, oh, oh, oh. You know when you say that when I yell that my microphone like clips so you don't really get that high bit? It just yeah, sort just of like, like cuts you off. Lines completely, yeah. That's kind of what I heard with the beats. It just, it didn't like... I don't know. I didn't hear a peak. It just kind of sounded like it was cut off because it was too loud or it was too something, which I mean, didn't have a problem with. I actually kind of enjoyed that uh, 
that gusto. Um, but I, the song didn't really like paint me an emotional picture. I can't really describe production wise what I liked or didn't like about it. So I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to feel. Um, and then just Angry. because I, because I think I am a, f- a funny piece of shit, um, I put at the very bottom, insert obligatory Simpsons. Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> That was all. That's literally the song. Oh, I wonder if they've ever used that as a sample because Death Grips uses tons of samples per album. Like there's like oh, yeah? there are like like wiki pages dedicated to strictly what songs use how many samples. Really? It's, oh. Yeah. Like there are like are there many in here? Oh, probably. Oh, there are probably some you wouldn't even know are samples. Like just yeah. like random stabs of sound could be a sample of something. Oh, I shit. mean, like there are videos that break down like every album song by song. Like these are the samples that they use, and they play like. They play the sample like that's used in the song, and then they play like the original of where it came from, like side by side. Interesting. I didn't know it, that. it is like actually kind of a fascinating listen. Cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, just this song is another great like really hard beat that just kind of brings so much fun and intensity. Because like yeah, this one you said you can bob your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can hear it in my head right now, so I'm just kind of bobbing on the beat and just like it's yeah. something about like just the the just the constant like kick kick snare kick kick snare and like mm-hmm. and you have like the synth on top of that, so I really like that. Yeah. That was it. I was just gonna make a joke about you bopping your head and that you're uh, the the one hamster in there is just going back and forth. Now you see, there's a there's a website you can go to where I do this for money. So... <laughs> oh my god, I'll have I'll have to show my feet as well. Huh. I was gonna, oh, I thought you were gonna say that you're gonna subscribe. I'm gonna be like, finally, somebody. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I mean, you got to keep something for the other ladies, right? Okay, well, you can subscribe, but you don't have to watch. You can just support. No, come on. Like, if I'm going to subscribe, I'm going to get my money's worth. Come on now. You see, you see me once a week at least, so I mean, like, you're fine. You're paying to see me on Rate the Record. This this hasn't taken a 90-degree turn. I think it's taken a complete 180, and I would like to leave. You going to do a 360 and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when people say that. They're so stupid. Yeah, I know. Um, actually, I want to I want to get onto the name Death Grips for a minute here while yeah. we're on that kind of subject. Do you know what Death Grips is or Death Grip? Um, like I know it in just the context of a really heavy grip, but if it alludes to something else, which I think it might, um, no, I have not heard it in that context before. Well, to the audio listeners, and I, I don't know if it'll appear on the screen for the video listeners, but uh, we have our like we usually just call ourselves whatever the hell we want in the Zoom chat here. Uh, I have death grip syndrome, which uh, is essentially where you masturbate far too much and you have like a very tight grip. And so your penis loses sensation. Mm -hmm. And so like your dick is essentially dead because you've death gripped your dick. So that's where the band name comes from. Speaking of like all this sex stuff and OnlyFans and everything. Good job, guys. Good job. What are you, 12? Good job. What are you going to do? Tell them off? They're going to kick your ass. Probably. It'll probably stab Zach me. Hill has his erect penis on an album cover. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I mean, like, like little little fucks were given. Exactly. They don't give a shit. You probably do it again just for a part two. Probably. Uh we haven't finished talking about Blackjack yet though. <laughs> um so it's funny because like this song has like tons of like reverse sound effects on like the vocals and everything like that. And it can it can seem like a little disorienting, but I think it gives a lot more depth to the vocal layer, it makes it a little more interesting. Approaches the song a little more differently than the other ones have, so I, I really like it actually. Cool. That's all she's got. 
That's all I got. I'm pretty much just spitting it all at the beginning and then just sitting back and letting you tell me why I'm wrong. Well, at least you know that you're wrong. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is really I'll quick. Take song, the L on this said. one. It's a really quick song, as I said. It's only two minutes and 22 seconds, but I think it packs a great punch in that time. So another one of those ones that I think it's just an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. Pun right, intended? So, uh, I don't know. Are we, still, are we going back to the OnlyFans thing now? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? No. No, we're not. There you go. All right. All right. Song number five, Hustle Bones. I have okay. no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I I just assume that they are grave robbing and selling the bones. Yeah. And that's their hustle. But he's got um, hustle bones in his mouth, though, according to the lyrics. Oh. Cannibalism. Cool. Um, so my note says, first off, I like the programmed vocal sample. That sounds great. Keeps my interest. Cannot recall what it is, but apparently it sounded good. I liked it. Um, let's see. Yeah, Kevin said that. Uh, literally the only part that I enjoyed was the vocal sample. I noticed that it sounds like it's sort of skipping or stuttering and that was thumbs up. So I like that. Uh, fun fact about this song. I'm pretty sure most death grants, death grip fans already know. Uh, so that very first sound you hear like that rising synth. Yeah. Um, Sound like a plane was going to go off. It's actually from an old Casio keyboard. It's the motorcycle sound effect. And people have actually posted videos (laughs) where they just press the one key. It's like something you buy from Radio Shack, like one of those like $30 keyboards. That's cool. You press it and the the exact same sound comes out. So they based this song on the sample of a Casio keyboard motorcycle sound effect. Oh, my God. Okay, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. Shout out to the old school crowd. You know what's up. <laughs> but yeah, that's just uh, when I found that out. Then I watch all these people like, like having their minds blown on YouTube. Like I have that. Like, oh. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, as per usual, like the other songs, uh, absolute grime all over this track, super dirty, super nasty. And I'm living for it. I love this shit. I just, mm-hmm. cause it's just, I don't know. It's without being redundant. I don't know what else to say about it other than just like, I like it. It's just, it's not clean. I enjoy that shit. Fuck your conformity, people. Yeah. Because apparently I'm a snowflake about it. <laughs> On that note, though, with how clean the course actually sounds, uh, I actually tend to chuckle a little uh, as, like, once again, it feels like an entirely different track. But I, uh, I, that's, I think this is where you were kind of mentioning, like, the vocal stuff, because I was like, it's a very creative use of sampling, at the very least. Okay, maybe that is it, yeah. So I, I do I do like it that it's just it's so weird when it's like such a weird contrast between vocal like uh, verse and chorus. Again, not a bad track. It's just like, damn, what a world of difference. Wait, was this the one that had like that female vocal sample in it? That kind of sounded like Alicia Keys going New York. <laughs> Maybe if that's the one, then that's exactly what I meant because uh, I don't recall what uh, what song has that. Whatever one it is, if it is this one or one coming up, it I might do be like Double that. Helix. Yeah, it's double helix. It's um, it? it's it's actually in my notes. So yes, oh, interesting. Okay, well then, whatever whatever the sample is, and I can't remember off the top of my head now. But I do yeah. enjoy it. So there you go. Obviously, I wrote a note about that. Yeah. Um, the ending didn't really hit as hard on this one, uh, though most songs end kind of abruptly on this album, anyways, which I mm-hmm. I'm fine with because these aren't the songs that need to be long, drawn out things and everything like that. You don't need like fucking symbol crashing to end everything. Just Whatever, these are aggressive hip hop tracks. Just drop it when it's done. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a good song, but this one I think could have ended a little differently, like maybe a little more noise or something like that, just to kind of close it all up. I don't really know how to be 100% honest, but yeah, I feel like something else could have been done a little differently. Didn't affect the score, though. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
can't recall how any of them end aside from fairly abruptly, but I figure the same where it's like, if you have sort of this punky, if there, if you have a band that's willing to get dropped from their label because they want people to have their stuff, they're clearly not playing by the rules. They're kind of, they're really bending towards that punk thing and punk songs don't ring out. They're just like, all right, we're here. Goodbye. Smash the guitar and they leave. This so. is about as uh, Death Grips is about as punk as I've seen hip hop get. And I, I could be wrong. There could be bands who do it, like artists who do it like way better, like yeah. in the sense of like uh, like a punk attitude in hip hop. But even their performances get fucking aggressive and just like I don't know. I've I I've seen Riley like, shove people off stage and shit like that and just shove them to yeah. the ground. Don't, don't don't go near that man. Yeah, fuck hell no. I've heard him in interviews and like he sounds like a soft spoken guy, but then when he's on the mic, he's like a whole different creature. Oh yeah, let's see. Uh, the stage me and the real life me, completely different. Oh, uh, and you, you should see some of their music videos. They're, they're the most low budget, weirdest fucking music <laughs> videos you'll ever see. Really? Uh, I can't remember which one it is. I mean, there's there's the one that's like a meme, like guillotine, where he's like literally just in a car with a seatbelt on. And it's like a camera in the corner just pointed at him the entire time, and the windows all staticky. That one's weird. One of them was recorded using like um. Uh, the the backup cam like uh, like a camera that you put on the car so you can see yourself yeah. when, when you're backing up. He literally recorded it in that entire camera. One of them is literally dismantling a shoe and just like folding it into weird shapes. Interesting, very interesting. And one of them is just MC Ride staring into a camera, like just doing different emotions, and at the end he's just smiling and crying at the same time. Like that's it. It's the, it's the whole video. That is uncomfortable to think of. It is. Well, I mean, I, I can say that I've seen that because I've seen footage. So, I mean, you know, song, what? as soon as I, I saw your eyes go over to your notes. <laughs> OK, yeah, he's going to do it. OK, I have indeed seen footage and that's song number six. So I'm going to I'm going to start this one. Uh, my first note, all capital letters. Ha 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 ha. I knew there'd be something for me eventually. All right. I'm down for this one. All right, this one I can jam to. Uh, it seems to be more, I don't want to say cohesive, but it just like, it make, like it makes more sense to me because there's no like jumps in anything. It's just sort of understandable to my monkey brain. Um, although, although now I don't recall if this, this has to be in the chorus. Um, parts of the music, uh, parts of the actual like um, instrumental music remind me Hold up, what the fuck did I just write? Parts of the oh, music. We both have those moments. <laughs> remind me of, it's like I don't know how to use commas. Parts of the music remind me of the chorus vocalizations in Eminem's Just Lose It. That's what I have to say. Because Maybe, listening, because yeah, kind of all I hear, all I hear is the, like the actual like singing vocals. And then the music sounds like it's going, ah, like that Eminem song. So I'm listening to it going, Okay, yeah. I I don't care either way, but listening to him, like, yeah, this makes me laugh at least. So I was down for that. Um, But uh, yeah, I just put it, I can totally jam to this one and I'm relieved I found something I like. So this what track six or seven. Very glad that uh, by now I found at least one that I can say, yeah, I will listen to this again. I don't think this is the one that I would have pointed out then. Really? No. Oh, I heard, as soon as I heard the beginning, I was like, down for it. 
I did mention though that it's easily one of the more user friendly tracks on the entire album. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. And, and I mean, this this one was a single as well, so you could definitely see that. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, yeah. This one has like a very old school feel to it. This feels like in a, in a weird way, it kind of feels like '90s hip hop. Maybe that's why elements. I like it. <laughs> why as a matter of like fact, it. at some points, I just started rambling, saying it's like singing "Push It" by Salt and Pepper. <laughs> Because it was like the same kind of like style of beat that I was thinking of. And I was like, okay, I got this. Yeah. Oh, I'm down. Or even it's tricky. Like that song too. Although that's eighties though. Still. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I was never really big on the lead riff of this song kind of going through just like, it, it's definitely catchy though, obviously, but just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I've never really big, been big on the tone of it. Uh, but as, as repetitive the hook is, it's just, isn't as catchy as the previous tracks in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even if it reminds you of a catchy Eminem song, so <laughs> just that one part. I, I don't know. The, this song has never really grabbed me too much, like amongst the catalog. Like not even yeah. just this album, but just the catalog altogether. It's not a bad song per se, but just I don't know how often I would choose to listen to this one. All of the time. Well, that's where we differ, and I guess our our lists are going to be like this again. Oh, completely opposite. Yeah. I have at least two question marks so far, but all the rest are X's. <laughs> you know what? Having two question marks, I feel like your optimism is inspiring. Uh, no, it, it's more like infectious, <laughs> like a disease. So please don't uh, don't catch it. Because every time we do, we get oh. we get highly disappointed. This is true. This is true. Uh, I don't really have much else to say for it because there just wasn't tons to grab me about that song. And as I said, the, the hook wasn't as catchy to me. So like, I don't know. There's mm-hmm. just not a lot for me to comment on. Um, I only have just two more. Uh, I did like the guitar behind the chorus. It is very fitting and everything sounds tight. And I hope there are more songs coming up that are like this, but I do remain skeptical. Well, at least you have hindsight now, so you know whether or not that note was correct. Yeah, and it's always when I go back and I, I read them, it's just like part of me is like, oh, how disappointed you will be, or oh, you will be pleasantly surprised. Well, only time will tell because we passed the halfway point and it's time to move on. Song number seven, yeah. Double Helix. Double Helix. Okay, so if this is the song that has that uh, female vocal sample, um, I didn't uh, specify in the song, unfortunately, but um, I do have two two lines and that's it for the song, unfortunately. Okay. I did not like this. It's like a meal of unrelated and contrasting foods. All I was thinking was like, it's like eating French fries and French toast. I'm like, I like them both, but together, not so much. So this song didn't do it for me. I. So you can't eat French toast and hash browns? Jesus. What what do you mean French fries and French toast? Gross. French fries and hash browns are delicious. No, I meant French toast and hash browns. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta eat, but like, there's potatoes that are fine with French toast. Don't worry about that. Yeah, well, French toast is gross. But anyways, gross. um, yeah, but when you make French toast and you let it sit in the milk and egg too long, and then the middle of the bread gets soggy. You're not and supposed then when you to fry do that. It up, yeah, but everyone that makes French toast is always so soggy. When I do it, I do it even worse than that because I don't eat it often, so I don't know how to make it. Mine's so good and French, slightly crispy. I know because I, I know how to toast. do it properly. All right, well, make me French toast for fuck's sake. Come on now. Get out of my house. <laughs> okay, what did you think about the damn song? Um. Okay, so yeah, there's a there's like a really buzzy bass on the beat that actually kind of makes uh, the song feel really menacing, which is good for the most part. Because yeah. uh, Ride's a little tamer on this track, so you, there's still something bringing that intensity, and I really like that. 
Um, I'm pretty back and forth on that sample being used throughout the entire track. It's uh, it's like it nice. It's nice to give more texture to the sound, but like it's really kind of abrasive on everything else, so it doesn't really sit too comfortably in the mix. So I'm always kind of weird when I hear it, especially because it happens so frequently. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. if a couple times maybe, but it's like the entire song keeps coming back. So I don't know. Little strange, um, but yeah, I do. As kind of alluding to, rides a little tamer on this one. I do like his lower tone vocals. Uh, he, this sounds like his like middle of the road comfortable range, and I actually think it really works well here. So I mean, it's good to kind of see that on display because we don't get a lot of that on the album. There are certain songs when he's like a little tamer, but like most more often than not, he's just yelling. So, oh my god. So yeah, I don't think I made note of which specific tracks they are. Um, but, uh, wait, maybe I did, I don't know, maybe I did, but there was one that I noticed that his vocals were different because the rest of them are, they're just abrasive. And in one track, I was like, oh, I really, this sounds like really good. Like he has not potential because that sounds like super condescending, but, uh, but it's like, but it's like, there has, has potential to be what I want to hear. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is cool. But I think maybe it was in the one of the two last tracks i'm like oh no the album's over now god damn it it might be the song hacker the last song only because that song sounds like it could be an older song that just made it to this album because like he does sound slightly different in that one so i don't know it's hard to say i don't really know the the production schedule for this album so i don't know where that was made in that time frame but it is nice to know that the the uh, the ability is there supposing so all right, so we'll move on then, I guess, to song number eight, System Blower. Okay, uh, just speaking of the vocals, my very first line, I am growing tired of the vocals. I think it was just the uh, the gritty, yelling, aggressive. Uh, it's just, it was being a little too much. Um, uh, <laughs> I was being a smartass. My second note, just when they did the thing, that was okay. But when they did that other thing, that wasn't as nice because I don't know how to describe what it is that I'm listening to. Um, the song felt tediously long to me. I think I've been blessed with these sort of, I don't want to say long, but just longer instrumental intros to the song. So then the actual bulk of the song seems a lot shorter than the timestamp shows. But this one actually felt to me almost four minutes long. Um, I think you may have found something that I can guarantee I won't listen to again, with exception of I've seen footage up until this point. Because I remember you asking, are you saying last week, like, oh, maybe you won't like it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, there's no middle of the road. It's either one or the other. Like you've said this before and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe you like this. And then I go into this now going, I'm going to disappoint him. I'm going to disappoint him so badly. I'm not worried about being disappointed. I'm I'm just curious to know the reaction overall. (laughs) My heart will not break if you tank this album. Oh, my God. Uh, You'll you'll be killed by the Death Grips fans. Maybe even Uh, Ride himself. Maybe even Zach Hill. I mean, that's about it. To be be quite honest, though, do you want me as a fan anyways? The answer is probably no. And you know what? That's okay. That is something I can compromise with you. So it's fine. Just don't come at me and I will never listen to this again. I'm so curious to know what your score is going to be. <laughs> 42. Um, I 
I, I also think that it, maybe the song was so long, the ending did stretch a little bit, but it yeah. didn't necessarily affect the score, though, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, overall, there was just, like, a lot of different types of, like, intensity in the track. There was a lot to take in overall. There's, like, a lot of different, like, moods and feelings in this one, kind of based around the same thing, though, so that's fine. Um, I thought there was a great drop from the intro, like, buildup of the track. The slow beats, like, greatly matched with what sounds like this, like, low, distorted electric piano. I thought it was a very fun beat. I really like it. Uh, as a matter of fact, like, System Blower, when I first heard this album, was the one that really caught my attention. Uh, yeah. be- like, I don't know, there was something about that I just liked a lot, and it might be because of the verses and just, like, that dan 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 of the piano. Like, I don't know, I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the noisy transition points as well. It kind of gives you something different to take in since the beat is, like, a little more minimal in this track. Not including the random noises interjected throughout the entire verse, but, I mean, like, I don't know, the, the noisy portions in between are definitely something that will catch your attention and let you know it's like okay that portion done let's move on now so i don't know this one kind of moves you in many different directions so i guess the length of the song is kind of okay in that regard but yes it did stretch a bit yeah i literally have nothing else other than good job on your review chris proud of you i'm doing it yeah nice it's like it's like if you're pushing me and I was like riding a two wheel bike for the first time, and then I'm just like, you can let go, you can let go, and the second you do, I'm just like, don't let go. <laughs> <laughs> let me go, let me, and then you just fall off to your side. You're still pedaling on the ground. See, I, I I imagine like the second you let go, my bike falls over, and then I just yeah. explode, <laughs> and the bike bursts <laughs> into flames. And all that all that is left, like your remains are gone, but it's just the charred area on the ground, and that's it. Seems like oh, it's like one of, of those weird Hiroshima thing. shadows. Oh, ew, what's that? Like, I, I know what Hiroshima is, but I don't know what that reference is. Because uh, their silhouettes were burnt into the ground because of how bright the bomb was. So if you go oh. through Hiroshima today, you just see these shadows of ghosts on the pavement everywhere. Oh, that and that's, is uncomfortable. That's where that person was when the bomb went off. So, like, Ooh, it's, like they're very kind of, like, eerie, scary things yeah. to look at. Oh my god, even just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, that is too, because I I would just automatically think that there is an apparition standing there that well, I that's can't what it looks like. It honestly looks like yeah. that. You can Google pictures. It's the fucking weirdest thing to look at. Shit, I've never so heard of sad. that before. Oh, gross. All right, well, we'll move on then to song number nine, The Cage. I like the main synthy riff. Um, that was cool, enjoyable. Um, there are some noises that sound like they're pinging back and forth from left to right. Um, they're not quick. They're sort of slow and very, very low key. Um, kind of felt like a game of Pong. Uh, that was enjoyable. I enjoyed that. Well, I guess that's what enjoyable means. Um, I do like, and this is fairly, um, universal that I do like when the music, like the song goes on, the music is stopped for a beat or two, and then it picks up like nothing happened. Uh, I really enjoy that, regardless of who it is that I'm listening to. I think that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I found that this song sounds very 2012. I don't know if that was the whole like, you know, drum and bass and Skrillexy thing and the rave scene and all that that sort of influenced. Oh, and like part dubstep kind of started dropping. Yeah, that's like it, that. dubstep. And uh, it, it just, it, parts of this song really place it uh, where it, where it's from. So I, I didn't really get that the rest of the album other than right now, which I mean, a couple songs from the end only. Which is interesting because this song reminded me a lot of Lost Boys, actually. 
Yeah. Like there's just certain parts of the verses that kind of like were structured similarly. And like even the synth kind of sounded a little similar to it, which isn't a bad thing because I like Lost Boys. But just like this is the first time I listened to a song on this album and it felt like another song mm-hmm. rather than like its own thing. Whereas most songs have just kind of felt like their own thing so far. Again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I didn't detract score from that, but it was yeah. worth noting at the very least. Uh, I thought there was like a lot of interesting layers being used in the beginning, um, especially especially on the percussive side of things. Like you have these like very light percussive noises that almost feel like they add to the melody a little bit. So I thought that was like Mm. a little bit of a creative touch. I really enjoyed that. It was only in certain parts too. It wasn't all the way through, but when it happened, like I immediately noticed and started enjoying it. Just just something again, pleasing about those smaller things. Um, Yeah. As I said, it kind of feels like lost boys and just like, I think the only thing I had a problem with was the song was like the higher tone synth that kind of becomes a little grating sometimes. Is that the one that I said that I liked at the beginning? Is that how offset we are about these things? I think so. It's I a, like noisy aggression. I like the synth. <laughs> if if it was the synth that comes in, like, within five seconds of the song starting, that really make up the sort of bass riff, then, yeah. No, this, this is, like, a higher toned one, so oh, it would, okay. I don't think it, it, like, I think it comes in, like, a little later. Oh, okay. Uh, Good. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not huge on it can get grading, but I can usually deal with it. So I, I mean, it was just worth noting, but I don't know if it affected the score at all. I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. All right. We're nearing the end. We're getting there. Uh, we're into double digits now. Number 10, Punk Weight. I do just want to say I did. Uh, this isn't song specific at all, um, but I do want to commend fans of this for having very eclectic tastes, because the more that I'm listening to this whole oh, album, don't toot their horns. They'll the take more, it personally. Oh, that's fine. The more I'm listening to it, the more I'm like, I, I'd like to think I have a, eclectic tastes, but like within like if you had a basket full of like Christmas baubles, like they'd be all different colors because I listened to a lot of different things. But I feel like people who gravitate towards listening to this, all of their baubles, not only are they different colors, they have little baubles inside those big ones that are all different colors. And I'm like, I, I'm just going to stick with, you know, just these big ones. Cause as you go deeper and deeper, you're adding more genres, you're experimenting more. And I'm like, that is just something that I've not caught on to yet. I'm sure I can, I'm sure I could learn to enjoy it. Uh, but as of right now, I the people who listen to this or fans, fuck yeah. Just when you mentioned the bulbs, I just keep thinking of like a Russian nesting bulb. So it look, looks like one, but it seems to hang out on the tree. It just kind of opens up like this. And there's just another one just hanging there. I've never seen that. That sounds really No, I don't think this exists, but that's just what I oh, thought of when you grew Because you're like, cool. there's bulbs inside bulbs. And so I just thought of yeah. like a Russian nesting bulb. Huh, that'd be cool though. It might be. Gotta, gotta make that. Um, it, it, so this song kind of started with a, uh, like a sped up sample and it kind of reminded me of like a hyper pop track, which, uh, I'm not too big on hyper pop. So that it would kind of concern me a little bit when it started. <laughs> uh, I mean, hyper pop's a weird fucking genre. Please don't ever request a hyper pop album. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, the, the best example off the top of my head, like, do you know what, who, like a hundred gex is? No. Good. I know who Hootie and the Blowfish are. That's it. That's, that's very far from a hundred gex. <laughs> Um, it's an interesting, this song has a very interesting use of like noisy percussion on this track, like super fucking noisy. Like this song feels like static, just from like the, the really insanely distorted bass drum alone. It's like this song would shock me if I could physically touch it. (laughs) 
Um, so the beginning of this sounds like I like bumped the radio dial because 30 seconds of interest. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. Let's, where's this going? Oh God, you're like hyper pop. And then it kind of wanes slowly, um, slow enough. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about this song. I barely have any notes for it. The notes that I did write make no fucking sense whatsoever. Cause clearly I was drunk when I wrote them. Um, but my other notes just say, I don't know what to think about this. There's so many songs left on this album. There's like and three. My rating is solely for the beginning 30 seconds that I liked. My God. Oh, this is good. This could be so interesting getting to the oh. score. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I already feel like I know where you are on this album anyway. So that that's fine. That's good. Um, yeah. Like, like, that's fine. Tears running down. Oh, no. There's other albums I'd be much more heartbroken. I'm fine if you don't like this one. Like, this okay. is one of the ones I knew. It's like it's 50 50. You're going to love it or hate it. So fair. I, I was anticipating either or. Um, there, yeah, there's not much that grabs me about this particular song. Uh, nothing stands out that's too catchy or memorable. So, I mean, like, I couldn't even really bring too much more up to tell you about anyway. So that kind of yeah. shows you where I am on it. Again, not necessarily bad, but just, like, nothing about it brings me back to it. Fair enough. I can definitely relate. Uh, maybe not as much to this song, but definitely can relate to that. Fair enough. So I guess let's move on because apparently there's so many fucking tracks left. Yeah, and I said fuck that. Song number eleven. Yeah, I had to get in there somewhere. Don't um, want a single say fuck that. Fuck actually, that. Fuck that. You know what? When I was younger, I was like, I don't like corn because, like, you know, new metal to me. I just muted Savannah. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that garbage ass song. what across the screen is you have been muted i'm like i swear to god you just knocked your camera over that's fine anyways (laughs) we're we're just uh we're just going to talk about this yeah we don't need to talk about the bullshit corn song whatever i actually like that one um anyways this song fuck that uh i like the use of acoustic drums uh they could have used them earlier but i heard them here and i very much enjoyed it um, I was jamming to it, but I lost the beat so many times. Usually I can get back on it and keep going. But as I was following different instruments, I had no idea where to jump in again. Uh, hence the chaos. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't want to say it was boring because it wasn't, but like, I don't know how to describe the song. It didn't like hype me up, but it didn't put me to sleep. It was just sort of Okay. But the acoustic drums in there got my attention. Like yeah, it. like the hand drums and everything like that. Oh, yeah. De- definitely a different beat on this one as compared to what we've had so far. I mean, like it still has touches of like the death grip stuff, but like the hand drums yeah. kind of ke- just kind of catch you off guard. Yeah. Uh, cool. Just very unexpected, but that's fine. I mean, on this album, could you really be expecting or not expecting something at this point? I mean, like. Oh, literally something will pop up and you're like typical. They they could literally just like make a drum sample of throwing rocks at cars and like that would just be the the song. So I mean like mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to be like well that's typical. Yeah exactly. 
Um, the layering of sounds and samples are like all over the mix on this one. I think this song has one of the more playful productions on the entire album. There's just like a lot going on, but it's not really overwhelming though, as other songs can be. So like this one was just a, a lot of fun to, to kind of go along with. I like how this can like still manage to feel like menacing, even though the production felt a little more minimal on it at the same time. Minimal because like, I know just said like the mix is kind of everywhere, but at the same time, like it feels a little hollow, I guess. Maybe it's because like there's not tons of bass in there or anything like that, but I don't know. Yeah. It it I think it still works for what it is. I don't. I think the bass would have like put it over the top a little, so I think it was kind of a good choice of what they left it with. I really like yeah. it. But overall, yeah, the song's like pretty short, cool little idea to play with this late onto the album. So hey, why not try it out? And I mean, it's only two minutes and twenty five seconds, so why not? Exactly, I agree. Thumbs up, good Bitch, job. Bitch, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Song number 12, <clears throat> Bitch Please. You must be smoking rock real shit. <laughs> so it might be because this one upholds the same energy as the rest of the album, but it does not feel like the end of the record. It, I don't, there's not one song thus far that screams, hey, we're reaching the end. It's like when you get to the end, you're like, oh, that, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but uh, definitely notice that it kept up the intensity and the energy um i wish it didn't have that repetitive bass beat because some of the sounds here actually sound good when i can enjoy them but i kind of felt like that sort of rattling bass sort of kind of covered up some of it um and it would have been nice to just have a little bit of a i don't know a little peek into the uh, extra stuff that they put effort into putting in you know well i, I mean it this album definitely doesn't feel like it has like a, a good starter or ender, but like yeah. that's that's kind of okay because like I mean, what what I was saying earlier about the band, I mean like they don't really give a shit. They're just gonna make an album and just they're not gonna structure it one way or another. And I mean, I I mentioned a long time ago and I can't even remember what review but I said like it can work for certain bands to not do that. Like yeah. it, sometimes like when you, typically when you listen to an album like you you want to have a good like a good intro to the album. You want to have like a good closer that feels appropriate. But this one just like this one's all over the place. This one just feels like another mixtape. So like I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, even with one more song after this too, which uh, like we'll talk about in a minute. But like that one really kind of blew the door open for me too. Um, but back to this one though, like there was still a lot to appreciate about it. And I'm not even thinking about the end of the album at this point, regardless. Uh -huh. um, I do like how the refrain was introduced in the beginning, and I like how playfully it's performed as I kind of just did a second ago. I just, I don't know, I thought it made it look like a little more memorable and fun. So just, I remember when I first heard the song, I wasn't too into it, but then it kind of grew on me after a while. And now I just, I think it's, I think it's pretty good. Like a fungus. Um, the chorus is moderately catchy and I like it. And I, again, don't know if this is like some sort of sample or programmed uh, keyboard synth, but uh, whatever that sitar type sound, I don't know if that's actually what sitar. it is. Yeah, I don't know. It sounded sitari. It, it was definitely a stringed instrument, but it was like, I, I don't want to say ethnic, but it sounded a little ethnic. Uh, I liked it. It was great. Sounded good. Nice. I'd have to go back and pinpoint it then, because again, with like yeah. a billion samples in each song, I really got to know what the hell you're like, which specific layer you're talking about here. Well, because I write my notes um, as I'm listening to the song, that was the last note. So I can only assume it was closer to the end of the song. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I do love this lower feel on this track, though. Uh, like it's a great track to enjoy without like 
too much intensity from the previous track. So mm-hmm. in a way, it feels like it's come down, although it still kind of has its own energy to it. So it's really good. And I think having the song under three minutes too kind of helped it overall. I couldn't imagine it going much longer than it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's a good sign. It's only two minutes and 56 seconds. But yeah, like like the majority of songs on this album, you don't really need to go that long. You, you get these ideas out pretty quickly. They sound pretty good how they are. Yeah. And I mean, just like, you don't want like a six minute death grip song because like how much can you repeat the same thing in six minutes before you finally like even the most diehard fans are like all right all right yeah we are done now yep which said like no death grips fan ever apparently <laughs> but speaking of long tracks the longest track on the album just happens to be the final track on the album song number 13 four minutes and 36 seconds long hacker all right so i'm just gonna go through all of my notes and then let you have have at it um, my God, I am glad I made it to the end because I like the beat of this track. I am down oh, for yeah. this. I really like the fast tempo. The overwhelming bass from earlier has found its place. The clean guitar, the what I call disco beat, because I have no idea how else to describe what it is, but it appeals to me and I like it. The vocals sound more melodic. I thought that four and a half minutes was far too much of an undertaking when I started this album, but I found that I could listen to this song for another two or three choruses and that would be fine. So I am glad that we ended this album with something that I'm like, you know what? Totally would listen to that again. As I said, in the previous track, like this one kind of blew the door open for me because here, here's the thing. Like I've heard this album many times, but for some reason, there's a couple of tracks on this album that I always tend to forget about or just like forget what they sound like. And hackers always been one of them. And after listening to it again, I don't know how or why I could have forgotten because, like, this this song is fucking fun. Like, this is so good. This I is like it. the most electric dance beat on this entire <laughs> album. I love There's just so much going so on. Good. Like, if you like strange shit in a dance club, this one's for you. This is it. <laughs> like, I really like this. Um, I love the arpeggio type synth in the chorus, like the sequencing in the chorus. I think that's fucking awesome. It sounds great. Uh, I love its composition and tone. It's just a lot of fun overall. Uh, the chopper effect on the synth is super good through the verses too. I I love that. Highly entertaining, just on top of the drum beat. So there's just there's like a lot of energy at the end of this album but it's not like that overwhelming chaotic energy like it's it's something that everyone can get behind i feel like this one just really works for it yeah and you got the white girl on board so oh and a white girl dance it's gonna be great good good job dancing like elaine on off of uh seinfeld we'll get you your fifth michelob ultra and you can (laughs) really white girl dance all over the floor (laughs) uh cronenberg thank you (laughs) oh so much better oh look at you old lady (laughs) Uh, but yeah, the one thing I will point out too, uh, as you kind of mentioned, was those those, uh, those kind of like clean guitars that you kind of hear every once in a while. Doesn't happen too many times. You don't really hear any guitar on this whole whole album as it is, uh, especially being like just like this weird, quick, clean tone. Like it's like this occasional dual guitar, like two different layers that kind of like bend in different directions. And I think that was an excellent touch. <laughs> so it was just something to enjoy, and I just like the way they kind of threw it in. Like it almost feels like it wasn't supposed to be there, but. My God, it fits. Yeah. And then my last one was just like, I honestly don't remember this being song being so damn good. <laughs> well, I really hope that it's your number one because you're really out of all of it. You're all like, I'm talking the best out of this one. So I There's some pretty good things about the songs too. There's some ones that are pretty high up there. Mm, I'm just, this is now just going to become a thing. I'm going to guess that hacker is your number one. So. All right. Yeah. I could see it in your eyes. Your eyes were twinkling. No, that's just because my eyes are mirror blue, ocean blue, so whatever. No. You're just seeing the waves of the water. 
It's my siren call. Water, I will drown you in. My sirens, but my sirens call kind of sounds like, "Hey, baby, come get some," and it's like, "No," <laughs> a smoker's <laughs> cough. Uh, well, while my siren goes on his five-minute smoke break, we can actually finish the album. <laughs> now we yeah. have reached the end of Death Grips, The Money Store. So, hey, thank you very much for making it this far through the episode with us. What did you think about this album? Uh, as weird as it could be, is this your thing at all? Let us know down in the comments over on social media. It doesn't really matter. We are curious to know your opinions on things. As per usual, always, there's comment sections everywhere. So find somewhere to tell us what you thought about this album. Yeah. That. And also, I guess while you're doing that, we just immediately just kind of swing over because without wasting too much time. Although we, I, I, I do forgot we try to incorporate these quick little reviews now of the album, just like the one word type thing or one sentence type things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so overall, my my impression of the album is it's aggressively fun that really turned hip hop on its head. Um. Okay, so I have more than just a couple of sentences. Um. Uh huh. Uh, Mine makes more sense before I read the uh, percentage, so I'm going to save mine until after I do my uh, actual ranking of the songs. That's fine. It is a novel. Well, there you go, then. Uh, Then I guess you can do that soon, because now we will rank the song. So above our head, booms, graphics have changed our names. There are numbers, as per usual, but there's supposed to be more names, song names specifically, because we need to rank songs. Worst to best, least favorite to favorite, whatever, however you want to look at it, that's what we got to do now. 26 all together, 13 on each side. And then we rate the record, the name of the podcast, rate the record. That comes later. Can you hold on a minute? Jesus. Do you want to be a host? Go ahead, do it. I don't know. Mute me. Okay. So I've just muted her. Uh, so I'm going to just kind of get this started then. So we will start with the song ranking, song number 13. I've seen footage. Oh, you had to unmute herself. Oh no, double helix. <laughs> oh no. To the audio listeners, one? I once again absolutely silenced her. Yeah, well, whatever. That's that's fine. Longest time I didn't even know I had that power. I can do whatever I want at this point. I, I'm I was like, God in the Zoom call. Try doing this on your own, and then next week you're like, Yeah, I'm not doing it. And then you release one solo. I'm like, Oh no. Wait, I can do this too. <laughs> just that's fine off, just turn off her video <laughs> to, be, to be quite honest that's better for me so there we go perfect okay let's continue on now yes. song number 12 punk weight system blower system blower system over dan, dan, dan. okay song number 11 fuck that fuck that that's mine too oh cool we got yeah, a yeah. match we got a the match that one was yeah. next on my list, by the way. Number 10. Get, 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 got, 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 got. Punk weight. Close. Punk weight. Uh, okay. Number nine, double helix. Blackjack. Blackjack gonna make a deal. Something, something 21. Number eight, bitch, please. Lost boys. Lost boys. Lost boys. Lost boys. Number seven, the fever, parentheses, AA. The cage. Spread on my rage. Number six, hustle bones. Bitch, please. You must be smoking rocks. Real shit. Bitch, please. Uh, The song number five, the cage. Uh, The fever. Les Fever. The Cage, The Hive, The White Stripes, The I Can't See You. Sorry, I was just thinking about that Sum 41 video. (laughs) The Sums. Song number four, System Blower. Uh, Which one is this one? 
Song number four, System number, Blower. Number four, Get Got. All right, bronze medal time. Song number three, Lost Boys. Hustle Bones. Hustle I was really, Bones. I was really lagging on that last one, so the next three I'm just going to yell at you. Well, I mean, you're, you're going to get real happy in a minute because my number two just happens to be Blackjack. <gasps> I've seen footage. Well, that means we have matching number ones. Number one. Hacker. You know what? You know what? I'm a fucking genius. I don't get a huge head. What do you mean? It's been huge since the last time I did this. Yeah, except for the part where you got everything wrong last time. So I'm not going to be nice about it anymore. You don't have to sing your own praises at this point. No, that, that's fine. If I can guess your number one, then that just proves to me that I pay attention to what you like. And I'm like, oh, this is something that he'd like. And for someone who doesn't pay attention to anything ever, very proud of myself that I at least I could do this one thing. You're lucky you didn't get too cocky. I had the cursor over the mute button again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got two matches on that. Hey, that's more than we've gotten in a while. So celebrate that. Why not, right? Woo! I'm excited. So that was fuck that and hacker. All right, good choices. Anyways, now we can go ahead and rate the record as part three of the podcast. So let's just transition screens to it now. Swoosh. Alrighty then, here we are on the album rating screen. Uh, this is where we find ourselves at the end of the podcast, and we got a lot of albums, and most of them just so happen to be B tier albums. So I mean. There you go. And that includes last week's episode two, episode 64, when we looked at Sloan's Twice Removed, found itself on the B tier as well. Boo. Boo. B. B for boo. You rated it as 74 or something. Boo. Yeah. I'm, and I rated it as hey, 72. So, I mean, it yes. deserves to be there, I guess. Yes, of course. Um, now, I do want to read my uh, my spiel about this record. Um, while participating in this podcast, I have had the pleasure of listening to many albums that I wouldn't have heard otherwise. A lot of them I ended up liking. This turned out to not be one of them. I wanted to. I really did. As the record went on, I became more and more fatigued. I mean, with the exception of two tracks. I may have met my match when it comes to chaos and confusion. You win, Death Grips. Well, I mean, you don't win here because my score for the money store is 60.46. Did this just break a record for the most diverse of album that we have? Holy shit. Quite possibly. And it also might be my one of my lowest rated. I'm sorry to everyone. I'm sorry to my parents for letting you down. I think you even 60 the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something along the lines of that. Yeah, but Antikita sounds like shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, fair enough. And also, no, you have not met your match with noise and chaos. I will introduce. I'll bring. Oh God, on, no! I will bring on the locusts, and they will fucking just tear your shit up. Oh God! I'll bring on Mersbow and just ruin your fucking life with all this noise and static. Oh my God, that's okay. We'll do 1989 by Taylor Swift. Yeah, I bet, and I'll just tank that in spite of you. That's well, I get to listen to it. You had a 60.46%. Meanwhile, me on the other hand, obviously I chose the album and I, I mentioned that I liked it and everything like that. I found a lot more to enjoy. So mine's almost... That, no, that's the wrong math. I was going to say two times as much. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but regardless, mine is up to 80.38%. Wow. I at least A-tiered it, so it's there. And that, that is... brings our total score to 70.42. 70.42. It is... It is better than the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but Porcupine Tree couldn't knock it off its pedestal. 
That's your fault, though. That's fine. It's better than the chili peppers. I'll take that. Hey, it's pork funny, that, you, funny been... that you said that, too. Uh, I mean, pork bun tree could have been better if you scored it better. Just saying. No, no. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yes. but when it comes to this album, it's one spot better. Well, there you have it. I mean, uh, it's another B-tier album, but I mean, goddamn, how uh, absolutely, like, stretching opposites are we on this one? Jeez, A and C. You know, sometimes when our actual track listing is completely opposite, I'm like, oh, like, you know, maybe our right, like album rankings aren't going to match up very well. And they tend to stay relatively the same, even if we didn't like the same songs. But yeah, this one was and we got a number one and it was still completely. So oh, that's, that's the trade off, though. You get wild. your number one match and we get more than one match, but the albums are just going to be yeah. like a fucking like absolute world apart. Oh, my God. It's like, what do you which one do you want? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know which one I want more. You know, I, I'm fine with that, though. I mean, like I knew this was going to be a kind of a crazy choice. Uh, so it was going to go either way. Can't say I'm disappointed. I mean, obviously, it's not my favorite album of all time or anything like that. But I mean, like. I don't know. It was gonna like hit sixty. Like that's that's low. Yeah, yeah. You could have Bob Dylan this thing. You could have fucking Weezered this thing. But at least you didn't do that. No, no, and I I won't reference this song to make fun of it in the future. So, I mean, yay! You're not on the shit list at least. Fantastic. Well then, that does bring us to the end of the episode. Then we have done everything. We've discussed the album. We've ranked the songs. We've rated the records. So now, where are your rankings and ratings and opinions on this album? Please let us know down in the comments below, or That's even any nice of, to me. on any of our social medias at Rate the Record Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, all that kind of stuff. You know where to find us. We are there, and all of that, including the album uh, request links, the album giveaway. Remember, we're giving away promises selling the seeds of cheese this month, and our Kofi link. Everything that you could possibly need is found at RateTheRecord.ca. I thought you said Caesar cheese. I'm like, ew. <laughs> How, what, what would that even be? You said, I, I have no idea. It just sounds really gross. Primus is Caesar cheese. Try it out. <laughs> Why not? Tell me how it is. I like sealing the Caesar cheese, but Caesar cheese, I don't know. You, you, you kind of got me on that one. Yeah. So this has been an interesting episode. So once again, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, and uh, I, I can't even remember if I'm if I have to say anything else, because all I know is I'm going to be letting people go now, but the only thing we have to do is give a teaser for what to expect next week, because yes. it's not like we're done, are we? Mm, and next week is my choice. So, next week we have an artist that has been in the spotlight since they were a child. They went solo after years in the family band and became quite successful on their own, and no, it is not Nick Jonas. Sorry. Oh, but it's Nick Carter. We're doing the Backstreet Boys. Gotcha. No, that wasn't a family band, though. I was thinking they, of they choosing... were like they were like brothers. Okay, they were like brothers. And they, they still were the are. Boys. They're still touring. The boys. They're still touring. So I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. might as well I be. Think, I think it's like half Vensync playing with half of Backstreet Boys or something. I thought it was just all the Backstreet Boys were together. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I keep seeing on TikTok the bands intermingling, so I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we're going to get a new Christmas album or something. Backsync, boys. There you go. That works. <laughs> Just minus JT because he's worth way too much fucking money. Oh, my God. Yeah, he probably wouldn't do it. Well, anyways, I hope you're looking forward to the Backstreet Boys next week. We're not doing the Backstreet Boys, oh. but I, I think I personally think that was a pretty obvious hint. But if you can't guess what it is, no worries. You're going to be seeing it next week anyway. So until then, when we do that episode, go listen to some awesome music like Death Grips. I think it's pretty awesome. And we'll see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye bye.